Reverend Marjo Wooten is uh, is the director of the mission, and he is with us here this morning. Hi, Marjo. How in the world are you doing? Well, I'm doing very well. How about yourself? We're doing great. Thank you for asking. We appreciate that. All right. Sure. So, uh, man, how long have you guys been around doing God's work? Uh, this will be the 51st year of uh, the Fort Myers Rescue Mission. Wow. How long have you wow. been there? Uh, this will be my 11th year. Great. So tell us uh, maybe some a bit of the backstory on the mission itself. Well, Reverend Robert Walker moved here um, to Fort Myers area downtown, bought a house, and when he would awaken in the morning, uh, he would find that there would be drunks around his garbage cans and his garage in the back. Um, he'd come to Fort Myers so that he could be able to start a church, but instead he began to minister to those people that were out on the street. He brought them into his home, put them on his porch, um, at various places. His wife began to feed them. They began to have devotions and pray with them, and um, it began to develop from there. They were down on 2nd Fowler, uh, and their original beginning was there at the old Civil War Hospital, if you know where that is. And um, they had a chapel set up, some dorm rooms. Uh, they uh, developed a kitchen, et cetera. And then, of course, they outgrew that, and then they went to another facility uh, on closer to the southern part of Lee County, and then um, eventually wound up here um, off of MLK beside Flea Masters Flea Market on Mission Lane. And Edison Oil Company donated an acre and a half, and they bought an acre and a half, and so they started with three acres, and now we have... Uh, five buildings here on our grounds, and uh, about four years ago, five years ago now, I think we bought the property behind us from the Flea Masters Flea Market, and in hopes of being able to uh, build a, a new dining hall, which we desperately need, and to hopefully build a small women's shelter. Well, this wow. is wonderful, and I, I love the way you unpacked all of that uh, in a very concise way. For those who are not aware of the programs that you offer, I mean, we kind of know in a general sense, but tell us more about uh, how that works, you know, what types of programs you have uh, and, and the types of people that you help, again, on a daily basis. Um, basically, we are a Christian mission with a mission, and we're here to be able to uh, see men come in off the street. We are a men's ministry at this point. And we uh, are capable of handling 84 men uh, right at the present. I think we have about 75 or 76 men here at the mission. Uh, we have four dorms. And, of course, we bring them in, give them a um, place to sleep, nice warm beds. We give them a place to eat. We have serve them three meals a day. Uh, and then we are able also to give them clothing and amenities that they need. Um, we have a GED program that we have set up for those that those men that desire to get their GED, finish their high school learning. And then uh, we also have a means of being able to get some of them in college. I think at the present we have five men that are enrolled online in college courses, and uh, we have one man that's now trying to get into the vocational school. And so uh, we have that program. We also have a discipleship program that they're required to be in the first six weeks they're here of course, in that, they learn about the mission, the, the rules of it, requirements of what's taking place. And then, of course, we have counseling for them. And then, and then we also, uh, they're required to be in the church services uh, three times a week, Wednesday night, Sunday morning, and Sunday night. 
Uh, they have roll call, which uh, they make a presentation of themselves to um, the uh, head of security so that he can be able to know who's here for the night. Um, and then, of course, they also have to be in a morning devotions. We encourage them to get jobs as much as we can. We try to stand behind them so that they can be able to get some decent jobs and get some wages and hopefully go back out into uh, the world as a productive Christian. See, that's great because a lot of times the folks who are homeless are like, I would go apply for a job, but they tell me when I show up to apply that I need to have an address. Well, right. I don't have an address, yeah. and they're like, okay, well, you can't apply for this job. Can they use the rescue mission as their address? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great. That's great. They can do that. And then also, a lot of the men that come here um, have felonies, and um, sometimes, you know, sometimes they have um, uh, jail time that they have under their belts, and a lot of people won't hire them. But we go out into churches, uh, do deputation work in some of the local churches here, and find local businessmen that would be willing to hire our men. Wow. That's great. You're standing in the gap for these folks in so many ways. Do you have a story that comes top of mind, maybe that, I don't know, is near and dear to your heart about what you do, kind of exemplifies why you do it? Well, we had one young fellow that came in. This was the one that just really kind of stands out the most. I won't tell you his name, but um, he came in uh, just as a young fellow. He came to us from Ringling Brothers Circus, um, had come across uh, from the uh, Ukraine with a um, foreign circus, uh, and uh, as a result, he wound up being with Ringling Brothers. And then he got tired of that lifestyle and came here. Um, really nice, buff young man that he might be able to be something, amount to something, but he had no citizenship. And so he was with us for a while, and um, in all of his workings, he'd gone down to the gym and made out a deal with them that he would clean their gym, their gym for them if they would allow him to have the ability to use their facilities. And so he worked that out, and then he wanted to go to school. But he came and talked to me about that and, and told me, well, if if I go to school, he said, then I could be able to um, do something. I said, well, I said, that's true. But I said, if you go to school, they're going to put a flag on you because of your Social Security number or immigration number or whatever it is that you're going to use. And uh, sure enough, that's what he did. He enrolled in school, made straight A's. I mean, did, did tremendous. And then um, all of a sudden he disappeared, had no idea where he went, had no idea what, what had happened to him, but he just disappeared, left everything here and was gone. About three months later, he called me and he told me what had happened, that immigration, sure enough, had caught up with him, sent him a letter, told him they wanted to talk with him, and he ran from them. Uh, he went to the other side of the state, uh, stayed over there with an individual that uh, put him to work in their antique shop. And uh, as a result, he, he continued to call me. We continued to talk about his serving the Lord. He told me, yes, he went to the gym over there. He prayed every morning and uh, in the quiet of the gym and was doing remarkably well. And I kept telling him, I said, you know, you have to do the right thing. And I said, and you need to pray about this immigration thing. I said, if you pray about these things, I said, God sometimes honors us and favors us. And I said, and that's what you need to do. Well, he did. He made a matter of prayer and then contacted immigration. They called him into their office and talked to him and told him because he was so industrious, he was not like a lot of, of the homeless individuals and immigrants that came into our country that did nothing. Because he was so industrious, they gave him his lifetime 
uh, papers, his green card, so that he could be oh, a wow. citizen wow. of uh, USA. So then he joined the Army. That's what his whole desire was. He joined the Army, and now he's um, serving out in Oklahoma in uh, one of the facilities out there. And it's just mar- remarkable just the way the Lord led that young fellow. But if we try our best to teach our men always, always be honest and do the right thing, God will favor you and honor you in that manner. He who honors me, the Lord says, I will honor. And that is God's promise to us. That's exactly right. Marjo, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Uh, The website for folks to check out your work there is fortmyersrescuemission.org. Easy to remember. fortmyersrescuemission.org is the place to go. And um, I would imagine that, I mean, obviously, if you'd like to support them financially, that's very, very helpful. But also, if folks want to volunteer, they can help you out, can't they? Yes, sir. They certainly can. They can come in and volunteer in our kitchen. If they have skills, um, we have an electrician that works at the hospitals here that comes and helps us with our electrical work. We have plumbers that come in. We have people who are construction workers and doctors and lawyers and engineers. You have a you wouldn't believe all the kinds of people from all the different genres of life that come in here because of drugs and alcohol. Thank you, Marjo, for being with us. And uh, I'd love to check back in with you at some point just to kind of get a progress report on how things are going. Would you come back and be with us later on? I sure will. Yes, sir.